Why does he call it the Batarang? Because it never really returns to his hand. Yet here we are, the Capeless Crusaders. What? He, he calls it a Batarang, but it, it never comes. If he like throws it, it doesn't like come spinning back to him if he misses. But that's he because he never something. misses. There you go. Have, have you seen that one panel where he's like, here's your boomerang? You mean Batarang? That sounds <laughs> dumb. He's like, you mean awesome. He literally <laughs> said that. I saw it in a panel. It was like the greatest thing ever. Uh, so yes, we are the Capeless Crusaders. Just three of us. Uh, today, just like last time, uh, last time they talked about movies, TV renditions of the Bat, and uh, tonight we are going to be discussing comic renditions. Trying our best, trying our best to stick to the printed material. <laughs> try, the try, try. try. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We have Tom here, so who knows what's going to happen? Anyway, as always, my end name, up in Chinatown. My as... name is David Barry at Dr. Barry. I'm Drew McClintic at Drew JMC. I'm not I'm just gonna do my first name. This is Tom at Tall Dark Not Ugly. You can find me on anything. Tall Dark Not Ugly. Anything. We usually find you on just about anything. Duh. Okay, Cupid's good too. Miss <laughs> Parker. Hey, Speaking Parker. of that, um, we have one of our other crusaders here who is just doing a sound engineering stuff. So we got. What's up? <laughs> he's There's like Curtis. Our, he's like our oracle. Curtis, aka Existential Romeo. Calm and down, warning. I'm like Oracle, but I'm black and I can walk. As you guys know, <laughs> at, here at the lair so, of so the Crusader. Nothing. like Oracle. <laughs> Pretty much. And a dude. As you know, in in the lair of the Capeless Crusaders, like it's we're in a castle, right? So he's actually Hall of Justice. in the West Wing, actually yellowing, bellowing at the top of his lungs to help us out because we're actually in the main main room where with we the, are. Our, the feasting hall. The feasting hall with our long, giant... Tape. You guys gonna feed me? <laughs> Get back in your tower. <laughs> All right. Cage tower. Whatever. <laughs> so what are we reading this week? What are you reading this what week? What am I reading this week? What did you read this week? Um, what did I read this week? I read Ah, I read God is Dead. Oh yeah. Ah. Ah. So um God is Dead is printed uh by Avatar Press. Who a lot of Warren Ellis' stuff actually came out in Avatar Press. And I feel like there's a, a trend with Avatar Press of like building superhumans. And it might just be the writers, but like Warren Ellis' story is all about, you know, Super God, uh, No Hero, Black Summer, all about like manufactured superhumans. Um, and even God is Dead, we manufacture gods. And then. Um, Uber, which is also on Avatar Press, which is basically where the Nazis manufactured superhumans. Like, it's kind of a trend. Um, but, so, Jonathan Hickman, who is my favorite comic book writer. Ever. Well, no, he's number two. Number one is Stanley. Oh, what about Warren Ellis? Warren Ellis is, he's like number three. Three? Maybe number three or four. He's falling. Yeah, but I mean, Jonathan, the thing is, Jonathan Hickman keeps coming out with amazing stuff, so I can't mm. stop. But, God is Dead, um, basically, just like the title surmises, Tom, you, you talked about it. You started... You flipped through it at the comic book store a couple weeks ago. Uh, I bought it for you a bought friend it? of mine. No, nice. well, I bought oh, it for a friend oh, okay, for okay. his birthday. And, uh, I bought it for a friend. I bought it for a friend. Because my friend, he's a super like atheist, and he hates religion and everything like that. So I said, hey, dude, <laughs> how would you like have God dead? Hey, and, this yeah. is for you. Read this. And then he's totally into the whole indie scene. So Yeah. Well, yeah so basically, the, the premise of, of God is dead is just that. God is dead, and the other pantheons have stepped up. Um, just to give you a quick synopsis, I don't want to do the... I'm not going to spoil everything, but basically, as you would imagine, Thor, Odin, Loki basically control Northern Europe. Uh, Ra, Anubis, and I believe Set um, control Africa. Uh, Krishnu, Krish, Krishna, Vishnu, and I can't remember the third, um, are running like, India and Asia. 
Uh, we have some. I'm not even going to try to say the Aztec gods because they just mm. use way too many Z's and P's. Quetzalcoatl. Exactly. Yeah, mm. one of them. Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Um, yep. They're so all they're all running uh, America, and then uh, Zeus, Zeus and Ares and uh, Aphrodite roll in to just they basically they go like sit in Saint Peter's Basilica, like they pretty much take over mm. the Vatican, and they're pretty much running the Mediterranean, um, and they all make peace. No Buddha? Little, no, no, no Buddha. What? Well, Buddha technically, I mean, he wasn't really a god. He was, mm. he was just yeah. an enlightened person. Yeah. Anyway, they don't really, the, every, everything's honky-dory. And then, of course, in typical fashion, Thor and Odin are like, we're, we're gods of war. What are we doing here? And then just start beating the crap out of everybody. I was surprised at how many gods actually died. So they become the new America. New and just start America. beating everyone up. Basically, yeah. Okay, they just start yeah. jumping everybody. Just bullies. Just big, actually, huge bullies. One of my favorite parts about, the, and I won't do any... So I'm going to say one spoiler Just do it. is that there's a pantheon of tricksters, mm. basically, except for Loki, which I thought was kind of strange. That Lo- I mean, because Loki's killed them off. Yeah. Lo- Loki Just was kill all the gods. He was hanging out with Thor. But if you know a god, it's probably dead. So it's not really a spoiler. But like all the, the tricksters have been like they go off and have their own little pantheon, you know, like the spider and the coyote from Native oh, American. And then, that's cool. You know, the mm-hmm. little elves and and genies and, at all. Ex- yeah. 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 The one legged dude with the pipe and the smelly hat. I'm pulling my supernatural stuff right now. Exactly. Exactly. So it's all they do a lot the, of tricksters. There's so. a trickster Nerd. pantheon <laughs> that starts and they basically try to try to yes. focus. Thank you. And of course, in typical fashion, we as humans try to reverse engineer a god and to, with mixed results. Um, so that's what I've been reading. God is Dead is pretty good. Um, pretty good. You can definitely tell when, because Hickman actually, he stopped writing a couple issues in, and now it's Mike Costa, who they were writing it together, and now it's just Mike Costa. You can definitely tell where it could have been a miniseries and they kept it going. Still keeping my attention, though, which is good. So uh, what about you guys? Well, last thing I was reading... Um I forgot to mention, I don't know if I read uh, this one thing on Comixology where it's, I forgot the exact name of it, it was a Crossroads. Um, It was a small one-issue thing, but uh, like I said earlier, I was talking about the Crossroads, uh, I was talking about Supernatural. So there's this origin with uh, blues music that, you know, you sell your soul to a Crossroads, you know, devil or whatever like that. The Crossroads demon. Yeah. Well, in Super, I, I don't want to say the exact same name, but anyways, in Crossroads. In the TV demon. show. In the TV show, there's a Crossroads demon, and one of the main characters named Crowley, he was the king of the Crossroads, and he makes all the deals with everyone like that, but then if you get whatever you want, you have like 10 years to live, whatever it is, or a year to live. But in this comic, it is pretty much that same preference, or sense where instead of actually the demon doing the deal, he has two other demons do the deal with him. And... Um, the deal is he could only do 37 or 36 songs, and then after that, they're going to come after him. So years and years, he's done only 35 songs or wherever the one under the limit was, and everyone wants him to make another song. But he's like, I got one song left, and all the demons are coming after him now. Interesting. So it's pretty cool with that. Um, I, I've liked it. I'm probably going to try to start downloading more of those because I like a lot of the supernatural demonic kind of stuff or fantasy so i really like that kind of genre it's pretty cool um the artwork in there is um pretty interesting i don't know the exact name of the guy but you can find it on online or anything like that but it's very like watercolor looking based so it's not you know the typical you know hard drawn pencilers or inkers and things like that so it's really good um i liked it what about you drew i've been rereading young avengers because it's good stuff um, I've uh, powered through a couple of the storylines to get to the Children's Crusade, um, where they rediscover Scarlet Witch, who's been missing since the M Day, 
right? That's when she went missing. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, no more mutants, and then everyone's like, oh, where'd you go? Yep, she disappeared. Um, but there are two members of the Young Avengers who are the reincarnated souls of these two kids that she quote-unquote birthed. Um, two twin boys that have the same powers as her and her brother Quicksilver. Um, mm-hmm. And they go in search of her, and I think it's just... It was a really cool storyline, and I'm, I have a couple issues left. I know there's some big things that happen at the end of it, so I'm excited to reread everything. Boss. Right? It's a good story. Yep, and I'm a little disappointed that they uh, they quit Young Avengers. They had a 15-issue run. Yeah, it wasn't long. Just recently, and I didn't really understand the storyline, so that's why I'm going to reread it. It was very out there. Yeah, uh, but the art was really good, and they didn't stick to like the strict panels on each page it just covered there were splash pages we had to like follow numbers they numbered and you had to keep track of what was what right um so i think they talked about doing it like a a series so that was series one and then they'll do series two whenever they find some more artists to work on it yeah i feel like young avengers is one of those teams where it was like all of a sudden someone was gone and you're kind of like where'd they go like the team suddenly just like ended with that explanation Mm -hmm. and it was like Where'd they go? Like, I felt like I lost some people. They died. No, all of that explains. But why? Because that's what they do. Like Patriot. They come back. Everyone comes back. Everybody comes back. That's it's comic books. Everyone comes back. That's Everyone. what. That's, I think that's the perfect religion, technically. You know, if we were to die, we'd come back. Eventually. Eventually. Or someone would just take our name. Superheroes. Mm-hmm. One day. Anyway. Let's get Next cracking up. with this Batman stuff because we were talking about Batman not shindig DC stuff. That's true. Yep. So I just want to go over a quick history of Batman in the comics. Uh, you guys, there was a on Netflix. There's like a superheroes history thing from PBS oh. that I think we might have talked about once, and they went over the history of the Batman. Um, so it was really interesting to watch that uh, first appearance of the Batman was Detective Comics number twenty seven. In May of 1939, which was released that time by National Comics. Uh, what's that, Tom? Well, I long ago when I was in junior, high school, freshman year of high school. It wasn't I had that to, long ago. Okay, it was like two years ago, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I had to do a report, or you could find anything you want to do a report, and I decided to do Batman. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you're going to mention this already, but the whole controversy about the Bill Finger and Bob Kane thing. That I just got through my first fact. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the inception of the idea, because my before... second fact was going to be concept created by Bob Kane, and there was also this other gentleman. Bill Finger. Bill Finger. Now, the thing, though, Bob Kane was the one to outlive him, and then he... I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> Kanye, baby. Kanye. All right. Um, anyway, so the concept of Batman and how it came out to be... So Bob Kane ended up outliving Bill Finger and taking most of the credit... However, the big controversy was that Bill Finger was the one that actually did most of the concept for the Batman that we know now to have the cowl, the gray suit. Because, color scheme. Yeah, the color scheme. Because beforehand, you know, one year ago, before that time, Superman came out and it was such a big success. Bob Kane had an idea to do a superhero that looked very similar to him. Instead of having a cowl, he ended up having a domino, I believe, mm-hmm. at first. And, and then stiff bat wings out his back and. A red color scheme or yeah, something. Red scheme, yeah, He looks stupid. He did. Yeah. And um, even, I mean, quote unquote, a lot of people who don't stand behind a lot of Bob Kane's decisions could say like, because like, quote unquote, Batman. Uh, I was like, like, that was a long quote, unquote. Because B- Bob Kane's favorite 
Batman to ever portray in the movie series. I know there's an comic book, but his favorite Batman was actually Val Kimmer. He never lived to see George Clooney or... Um, well, he did see George Clooney, but he never saw Christian Bale. I was like, I'm, I'm sure he was very impressed by George Clooney. He's like, yeah. yes, this is what I want my legacy to be. Yeah. He said yeah. that. Yeah. That's the movies. We're, yeah. So we're let's go back. Let's go back to the film. Uh, Batman got his own title, first title in 1940. First insu- issue introduced Catwoman and the Joker, two pivotal characters in the Batman universe. What do you got, Barry? When the Joker died. And that happened. Yes. But they brought him back. Yeah. No, they Because when you die in a comic book, yeah. you come back. When they realized how say? bad of an idea that was, they were mm-hmm. like, we, we may have created the ultimate archvillain. Ever. And then we totally killed him. And then we're like, no. We need money. We're going to open the body bag and what? He's still alive. Oh, my God. Uh, And then the following year in Detective Comics 38, he gained his sidekick, Robin, who was at the time Dick Grayson, first of many. Uh, And he had a run for, let me do math real quick, 40 some years. 40 some years. Some, not seven. Some years. 40 some years. 42 years. Let me do that. If you want a a real number, um, where he left the role of Robin and became Nightwing. And at that time, he uh, gave up his mantle to Jason Todd. Um, Everybody loves Jason I just, Todd. I, I love we like Jason Todd now. I, no, I I go, go to your spiel. Go to your spiel. I like your spiel. You always say Which it. Which spiel? The one that everyone hated Jason Todd. Everyone, here's the thing. The fans, they actually put up to the vote, they right? They voted. Yeah. So, so they gave comic fans, they're like, hey, call this number, and then on your rotary phone, press one to have him live, press two to have him die. I don't know if that was actually the numbers. More like not turn to two. Yeah. It's a rotary phone. Yeah, whatever. But the results weren't that far off. They weren't. It was only like a handful of votes that separated him living or dying. Yeah. But I think, but I mean, if, if, even if it's just over half, half of the, half of your readers want you dead. And I, I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't Jason Todd's fault. It was like you just said, we had 42 years of Dick Grayson and they're going to replace it with a new boy wonder who just like, Hey, I wear the short shorts now. Like. Mm. Nope. He didn't wear the short shorts. He was well, kind of a douche. I mean, he originally. Kind of he, he, he was pretty annoying. But I mean, and and that's why they, you know, they didn't. And to be honest, you know, they didn't just kill him. You know, he was beaten they brutally with a crowbar mur- they, and then blown up. You, like, they brutally murdered him. Brutally murdered. Like, if you want to talk about, you know, like the Joker being all ha-has and giggles, beat him with a crowbar and then blew him up. A bloodied body that Batman had to like hold onto that became like a really trademark iconic image. Mm-hmm. image. I, I feel like I feel like how many when you saw that, like if I I can only imagine what it would have been like to be a, to be one of those kids. It's like oh, I hate Jason Todd. Yeah, let's kill him. And then you see that moment and you're like, what have we done? We have to bring. We him have powers <laughs> that we cannot explain. <laughs> and then we we never ask their opinions again because mm-hmm. they're like, no, they're just gonna try to kill everybody. But they brought him back. Yeah, they did. Rachel Gould brought him back, and and they brought him back in like in a great way. It, it go yeah, it goes from being like everyone wants him dead to now like everyone wants him to have a movie, and everyone like and everyone him. sympathizes with him now. There's like it's all Bruce's fault. Blah, I blah. don't. Like, well, they always have like a, this weird back and forth like relationship, and we'll get back into that. Later I don't. On. I don't care really? about. I don't like him. Shut up. I still hate Jason Todd. <laughs> so after Jason Todd, uh, it was Tim Drake uh, took over in 1989, and he was Robin for. Just until the 2000s something. Um, until Damian Wayne, who ended up being Batman's son, uh, took the mantle. And Tim Drake became Red Robin. 
Uh, well, I, I liked Red Robin. I actually liked that idea. He still exists. He does? He's, still, yeah. he's like Teen Titan. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, How about um, Carrie? Was it Carrie? Carrie, that's... Dark Knight. Yes, Frank that's Miller. not continuity. Oh, okay. We're going by that. Okay. We're going to do that, yeah. Um, there was uh, Stephanie Brown, Brown also spoiler. had a little stint as Robin. Um, so there were some other fill-ins amongst the... Uh, yeah, and the whole continuity. Uh, he had his first uh, team up with Superman in Superman uh, number 76 in June 1952. And that's where they were coined the world's finest, which is a name that's stuck with them since. I think of all, of all the titles, like like Detective Comics even still kind of sounds cheesy. Like when they relaunch with the New 52, they try to make it seem. But if you're if you're like a title that carries weight, world's finest, like that, boom. Like which, world's... Now with finest New Fifty Two, it's Power Girl and the Huntress, which is so, so cool. It, which I think that's awesome. Earth Two's world finest, yeah. yeah, not our world's finest, right? Earth Two's got some good stuff. That's the problem. I see all the, I see all the <laughs> on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, I'm not paying attention to DC, but that looks awesome. It's Earth Two. I'm like, what is what is that? <laughs> There's a black Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that, was yeah. like, that was like Final <laughs> Crisis. That was one of my think one of my favorite things about Final Crisis is when they were like, oh, by the way. President Barack Obama in this universe? Superman. Hmm. You're like, okay. It's real world. <laughs> uh, so going through the history again, in the 60s, the comic took comics took on a campy style of the TV show, and it wasn't until the 80s um, where it kind of got back to its darker roots. Frank in Miller. Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Um, <clears throat> Alan Moore's The Killing Joke and Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum. Uh, Those are good writers. They mm-hmm. were. They're, they're Grant Morrison... Not, not as not nearly as no Grant Morrison is excluded no I love Grant Morrison as a writer but Alan Moore and Frank Miller as writers oh. Oh, as people awful awful people <laughs> just like terrible terrible people I'm gonna talk about that I wanna talk about the Frank Miller with the all stars so. terrible people just terrible just terrible just terrible terrible so with Batman, uh, going back to his in-story life, he got killed by Darkseid in Final Crisis, mm. uh, which ran from 2008 to 2009. Yep, killed. killed. With quotes. We're putting quotes. You can't see yep. it. They're next to quote, our, unquote. our giant chandelier, the quotes. If, if we had a noise for like that, that hashtag slap thing that we had, we need to come up with a noise for our quote thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> um, and that, that storyline led into Battle for the Cowl, which saw Dick Grayson, the first Robin, taking mm. the cowl um, and oh, being God. a tutor to Batman's son, Damien. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Batman, just, we find Batman working his way back through time, because that's essentially what happened, is he got sent back into time, and he had to collect enough Omega particles those, or something. Those books were to, stupid. It was so, so weird. It was, I, I started, I, started I, I was like, I'm going to get all of these. I'm going to get like all these, like six or seven of them. And the first one is, you know, it's like Bruce Wayne and he's in like a cave and he kills a giant bat and puts it on as a costume. Mm-hmm. And he's like, bat cave man. And bat, then he's man bat. And then he's a pirate. And then he's like a pilgrim. And you're just yeah. like, this is stupid. Like when it got to the end, that's what I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Cause, cause when it was like, you figure out what happened, how it became this ticking time bomb kind of thing. You're like, Oh God. But then he got back up to the future, started following all the, the bat family and what they were up to and critiquing them and taking notes on them and seeing what was happening. Um, and what is next? Oh, yeah, and that's when he began uh, Batman Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, after f- 
seeing everybody. It was 2010. Bruce Wayne is like, I'm going to support Batman around the world. Um, and we start getting introduced to all the different characters, the different Batman around the world, uh, which we will get into later because there are a lot of them. Um, and then September 2011 is when DC relaunched all their titles. New 52. Dubbed the New 52. Um, there were four Batman-specific titles. Oh, Right? That showed, showcased Batman. It's like Batman, The Dark Knight. I don't know. Detective Comics so. and Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, and then there were also roughly seven other Bat-related titles. All related to like the, the Batman Incorporated world. So it was just kind of crazy there, a were, lot. there were a lot of bat people out there so many batman so just, many bat I, people that it, that just All i i know he's your he's your cash cow like and i know like i that's that's my problem with batman i like the character of batman i like some of the stories but dear god like the the amount of resources and writers that are just and, and artists batman. They're all doing Batman right now. Like the stuff they do, it's fantastic. Scott Snyder is amazing. Greg Capulo, awesome. Like the stuff these guys are doing is great. But when all they tweet is pictures and panels from Batman, I'm just like, I don't care I think, anymore. I think we talked about it earlier, like they're saturating the market with Batman stuff. They so, totally I mean, are. I mean, and I get, I mean, I get that it's his 75th year, so make a big deal out of that. But they've been doing this now for three years. It's just. <laughs> What was it like? You can just do a whole like Loki Avengers scene. It's like, well, we have Batman. Well, we have a female Thor now. Like, <laughs> hey, we're actually going to make changes. <laughs> we have a female Thor. We have a black Captain America. And Tony Stark is moving to San Francisco. Mm. Hey, hey, we got our first uh, interactive tweet from what? one of our followers. No way. Right? Hey, hey. We're going to take a minute, answer this question. It's not even Batman related, is it? It is. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> from Russell Albert. Oh, Russell. At Vincible Man. Who's that? I don't. I love that Vincible Man. Vincible right. Man. Um, he had a comment for us. When Bane broke Batman's back, it oh. made me aware that heroes are vulnerable. Oh, good do point. Want, do right. want, uh -huh. That wasn't a question. That <laughs> wasn't a question. I said, uh, send us any questions, memories, or rants. Oh, okay. memories, memories. Memories. No, yeah. So, no, that, that, I, think, I think that's, like, like I said, we, um, the, my first, some of my first experiences with Batman were just post-Bane breaking his back, and it was kind of like, whoa, like everyone's making a huge deal out of this, like... You know, when like when Superman got killed, it was it was whatever. It was, you know, like it was pretty intense because it was no, a public it, it death was, okay, and so everyone no, was so, crying. So it was about it. it was intense, and but it was like it was an epic battle with Doomsday. You know, Doomsday was cloned, and then whichever clone killed the other one went on to fight a, a clone of itself. Like it was yeah. Darwinism at its finest yeah. to create the ultimate killing machine that would then go and fight Superman, which turns out he didn't actually kill him because you know, retcon. But Batman, it was the way they did Batman. It was he was a man and he was fighting every criminal that he knew. And when he was at his weakest, weakest yeah. this guy who was roided up, he still had to have Batman at his weakest, at his most tired to break his back. It's kind of like that is that shows a hero. Like everything that he was doing. See, I like Batman. I just you know, just sometimes there's too nice things. Sometimes there's too DC. much about it. Well, I mean, that's Batman the, is the ranch of comic books. <laughs> well, that's the thing too, as well, because uh, I forgot. I think it was in Hush. Yeah, it was in Hush when he was chasing oh, after somebody. I think Catwoman, I believe. I forgot, but he was chasing after somebody, and he was jumping off rooftops, and then his line gets cut, and you know, he says like, "It takes a lot to cut his lines," and then he grabs onto a like a gargoyle or a ledge, and then his like dislocates his shoulder. So he says, first my equipment breaks, now my body's breaking on me. What else is going to happen?" So it's just like. 
that's the one thing I love so much about the Batman comics. I mean, all the comics will have it, but like all his internal monologues and stuff like that is just like showing the frailty of like his body, even though he pretends he's not like that. And that's I feel like one of his biggest you know downfalls actually is that he overestimates himself. We got a second one. What? We are like blowing up. It's yeah. only two, God, but this is so new for us. We're going active, viral. We're going right? viral, guys. Uh, and, the, and the best part is they're not going to see this. The answers. They're not going to hear the answers for like months. We don't have to tell them. <laughs> now we did. This is actually next uh, year's anniversary. This is Batman. Vince Wilcox at Vince Wilcox. He said, all I know is I wanted to chill on the edge of a building looking down on a city at a night so bad because of him. Well, I know he got a lot of, oh, we can't say it's a movie thing. But, you know, like oh, wait, how his pose is... There's a follow-up tweet, because Twitter limits you. <laughs> I think it's why I try to take pictures from the sky. Uh, you would think I would like Spider-Man more because of that, but nope. He likes I feel like, like... Well, I mean, Sp- Spider-Man's a photographer, but Spider-Man, what does he do? He takes pictures of himself to make money. Selfies. You know? like, Selfies yeah, no, for like, money. But the images of Batman... Like, I have started a, it? <laughs> he started I have a I have a poster that someone got me. It's it's like very artistic and it's just it's it's Gotham and it's very minimalistic. It's you know very it's like a it's like a dark blue, bright white moon, and then a, uh, just a building. You know you don't see a lot of details about the building and you don't see a lot of details about him, but he's just standing there looking down. And it's just like I can only imagine like that when someone can strike fear into criminals from a building and can make people feel safe from a building. That's pretty sweet. Well, sweet. also talk about the most like iconic picture for Batman. Like right now, as is, I think, is the Jim Lee version of him standing at the ledge, opposed to Superman version standing at the ledge. The two of them, like both like flexing with their chests out, yeah. kind of, and, and like Superman, Superman's like standing on the ledge of just like a plain building. I think but... he's standing on the Daily Planet, no? No, or is he hovering like a ballerina just outside? No. He's standing. He, he's oh. standing on a building. But I think the Daily Planet is like behind him in the background, okay. but then Batman is standing on like a gargoyle, mm-hmm. you know, and like it's like you know it's black and there's thunder and lightning. Anyway, man. So we were talking more than I thought we would. Uh, we only have a couple minutes left in our thirty-minute episode. Um, you guys want to talk about the Bat Family? Your favorite Bat thing? Team ups? What do you want to do? Let's do the family. The family. I mean, not the family. Let's do our favorite moments, just because our, like, our favorite moments, our favorite favorites. Things. These are a these few are our a few favorite, favorite things. things. There you go. Thanks. Anyway, uh, so favorite title, favorite storyline, favorite writer, or artist. So here's maybe not necessarily the favorite artist, but definitely there is there is one artist in particular, and I can think of recent memories. Recent memory, who if he drew a character. Even if he didn't necessarily create the character, your memory of that character is the way he drew it, and that's Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. Like when Jim Lee drew a character, exactly quintessential. He gave he gave us Cyclops with the hair flowing and like that weird belt thing across his chest. Right. He gave us he gave us Rogue with a little bomber jacket and the you know the, the big the big hair and everything. Like he gives us some of the most uh, you know just ex- like legendary views and then his like Jim Lee's Batman is the Batman that everyone should compare to like there are other very different styles of doing Batman but then when you think of like when I picture Batman I picture Jim Lee's Batman yeah um so how, I'm gonna follow that up with uh I've read a good few comics obviously uh, my first comic that I actually ever read um was actually a Batman and Spider-Man team up it was when they teamed up and um, Joker and Cassidy, 
Cletus Cassidy were for some reason oh, going to be in the same that place. That doesn't make any sense, but I love it. Yeah, and um, either I think Spider Man was in Gotham, and Cletus Cassidy was going, I think going to Arkham, and something happened where they isolated. The, what happened where this crossover? Was uh, this like right before the Amalgam Universe thing? No, I don't think it was. I think it was before that. So I mean, like I the, remember, like the the comic book was like one of those hard edged comic books where like you can feel like. The, the bumps of the name and everything like that and this is like Batman with the long ears very, so he was very 90s yeah exactly well, I mean that, and that's like the a lot of the the team ups which we don't really see the team ups anymore but um, especially cross yeah universe. oh yeah no dude, now, it's gotten to the point now where it's so polarized between DC and Marvel we're probably never gonna see a crossover again but I mean like I you know we were talking about earlier the one of my favorite comics of all time is Spawn and then the Spawn Batman crossover with Todd McFarlane drawing and then Frank Miller writing it yeah. was you know, again, one of those quintessential moments, in my opinion, as far as Batman goes. That was so, actually probably my second comic book I ever bought was yeah, the Batman, Batman Spawn. I got it at, like, at WonderCon. And I actually get to meet Jim Lee, so. Nice. Jim Lee, yeah. So, it honestly, like, like I, I mentioned it earlier, like, Alan Moore and Frank Miller, like, obviously amazing writers, but, like, kind of horrible people. Kind of. Please hire us. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, but Frank Miller... He, like you said, he brought back, he resurrected the bat. And even though his story is not canon and, you know, it's the, we never saw another Superman who was the, you know, went from being the Boy Scout to basically being like the government dog. Yeah, the government dog. We never really saw that again. And, you know, we never really, we never saw a female Robin that we have seen, you know, Batgirls and so on and so forth. But the, the way Frank Miller brought back the the dark side of Batman the the what is the word I'm thinking of the the ambiance you know the the the, the conversations he the has feel, with himself the exactly the mood that he sets it's beyond epic how about you Drew uh, I'm gonna go with Grant Morrison because he's the one that introduced the Batman Incorporated mm. um, and then his run when the Batman Incorporated series ended with the New Fifty Two that was like his last uh, Batman title that I wrote that he wrote i believe and he'd been working on it for a lot of years so i like the world that he created with all the the batmen around the world um it was just crazy to think that there's all these bad people in the world we got another tweet we did yes who these tweets are taking up some time i feel like Tim. each tweet we get in a Tim three more minutes minute. yeah i feel like i feel like we need to have an hour-long episode just of all these tweets we're getting well, dude we're going we viral even, we even got a new one uh yeah, I read that question. I didn't think we had enough time to answer. Let's answer it. Well, I mean, give the people what they want. What Batman elements outside of print, such as TV or movies, oh. have reshaped the Batman printed universe the most? Well, Adam Adam West is Batman, like yep. not necessarily in a good way, but which we talked about tanked Batman. Even though now, I mean, people have gone back and they kind of re again, they just like they rethought Jason Todd. They rethought. Bat- and Batman 66 is actually pretty successful right now. Well, with out Mike of print, would that mean even out of animated? Hmm? He so, says so what, 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 anim- like, he, what he, other he, media has affected print? An- the animated series, TAS, like, because that introduced Harley Quinn and never before. Yeah, like, it was one of the first few times that comic book characters were created outside of the comic book and then brought in. And I, and I feel like it's, it, you know, what, what there's they're shaping the way the print is done and they're shaping the way we interpret the print. I feel like, you know, well, now when I read a Batman comic... You know, I always, you know, have voices in my head. 
when I read a Joker line, no matter which Joker it is, it's Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Like that affected me in such a way. Like I cannot, I can't not think of Mark Hamill when it comes to the Joker. Batman, I always wish it's like whoever's face it. I don't care. It could be like, like Meryl Streep, as long as she sounds like, um, what's his face? Kevin. Kevin Conroy. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm just picturing Meryl Streep as right. Batman. I think Kevin Conroy dubbed Kevin over Conroy. her. <laughs> Kevin Conroy. He. Everyone says that he is the best Batman. Mm-hmm. So I mean. All right, real quick. Batman versus Superman. Who would win? Well, uh, depend, I said real quick. Depends who directs it. No, not a moot. <laughs> Characters. Batman. Batman. I'm going to say Batman. I'm going to go with Batman, too. David? Batman. It's Batman. <sighs> it's, it's Batman. Yeah, whatever. It's Batman. Look at yeah. the Batman. I mean, Superman you know, had his chance to Superman, win. Superman, yeah. Superman had his chance. Superman's old, but... Well, the thing is, if you like, a lot of my friends and I, we theorized that like the only reason why Batman would win is because Batman's been like the poster boy for such a long time that his popularity is so up the roof that no one could see him lose. But now Superman's coming back. Well, he's had his chance, but now Man of Steel two is now Dawn of Justice. So I, f- it's I not feel like happen. I feel like when uh, if you if anyone read ever uh, ever read All Star Superman, which is actually a Superman comic I really enjoy, where he's in that universe where they basically say, hey, we're actually going to test the limit of your powers. Oh, yeah. Like we're going to try to put where a number where he has that machine that basically can put an infinite amount of weight and he pushes against it and punches and like they actually give it a number, which I can't remember off the top of my head. If you think about that. It's something quintillion tons. It's actually like lifting like four you, times. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. Like if they set it up the way that Frank Miller set it up, where Batman basically brings Superman into his arena, and he's got the suit on, and he's got the Green Arrow set up with the Kryptonite. Like yeah, he can he can you know weaken Superman to a point. Which but is, if it's which death is battle, gladiatorial. Yeah. No. If 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 Batman doesn't have the setup, which because Batman needs that. Batman's the detective. If he can't do his reach research, if straight. All of a sudden, Superman's just like up, you know, up in space, and he's like, "Oh, oh, Batman! I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna kill Batman." Batman. He would just fly down, and if he didn't before get him a in thought, the, yeah, before if, a if, thought, if he didn't get him in the first shot, just like smashing into Wayne Manor, it he wouldn't be able. Like, it, it's not physically it's, possible. It's not exactly. Batman is amazing. Superman is a god. If you guys want to take a look at some like. The full extent of Superman's powers. They do a Goku versus Superman thing on Death Battle. You get screw attack. It's really good. They do all the like math for like strength, speed, endurance, and everything like that. And they always do it gladiatorial wise. But in the comic book world, not always it's like that. Because I mean, we've always seen time and time again Batman, even though he seems like he's not prepared, he is prepared. Batman beat Superman during the Hush series. He did. Poison Ivy had him under a spell. Because he had but a kryptonite with him at all times. Exactly. But he, quote unquote, at this point, he prepared for that. And also, Superman wasn't in his um, he, his mindset. Like, he might not have. He might, who knows? Was he resisting? Was he fighting her? No, he. Well, he. I know. No, he's, he's, she's got him under control. But who knows if Superman was actually well, in the back of his head saying, I don't know if I want to beat up my friend. Batman's dialogue in his mind was that, like I said, one of the best things is that he said, deep down inside, Superman will not kill me. He will not let anyone die because he's a good guy. Deep down inside, I'm not a good guy. Exactly. So I mean, technically, Which Batman's funny, got that he never edge. Kills anybody. But I mean, Batman's Superman got the edge to do just thing. punch Batman's head off. Well, I mean, like in the apocalypse, or it the uh, in Darkseid in apocalypse, he's willing to blow up the entire planet to sit, you know, to, as a wager against Darkseid. Oh yeah. So I mean, he's I, willing I, I, to do I, I, what he needs to do. Yeah. No. Because he knows in, how to play his cards. In Final Crisis, like when when Bat when he takes in, out the gun. When yeah. So when when Batman is killed by Darkseid, 
and Superman finds out, and Superman's you know been parading through the multiverse, getting all these other Supermen to to help save and you know reset the universe. When he finds out Batman is dead, that's probably one of the coolest panels. Is when he just comes down, his eye beams are just going just solid, and he just blows through everything. And then he just is holding the burnt out husk of Bruce Wayne's body, like the clone. There's a clone body because he ends up using that skull or wherever his face ends up using that skull for. Um, the Black Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Cause he's he's it's a clone. I mean, he's yeah, he's thrown back in time, but he is quote unquote dead. dead. It's true. <sighs> Such so much, so much stuff to talk about. So much stuff. I was a little worried. I thought you know, we still. I mean, I could. We can talk some more. We can go forty-five. Got a couple. Got a couple. We can go talk about Incorporated. You other yeah. kids did talk. Yeah, about... Yeah, you guys talked like fifteen yeah. extra minutes. Talk about talk about comics. So let's. There's Let's a lot about, more history in the comics than there are in the TV, TV series. So Let's true. talk about the Bat family. Ooh. Pick a country. Let's figure out where the best or nearest Batman is. I, I, I liked it. I said it for, earlier before we started the show. I liked uh, Luke Fox, Fox the most because even though he's the second one to don that suit, but then he even got a newer suit after that. It's just Batwing. Yeah. It yeah. just looks really cool. Even when Batwing. code name in there. Yeah, what's his, what's, what was the first one again? Batwing. No, the first guy who oh, done the suit. David Zavimbe. Even when he came out at first and they just saw it says Batwing on there. Because I remember, like, I didn't even know it happened until, like, maybe five issues in. And then, like, him and Batman were flying around. And I remember, he, like, Batman actually had to pick him. Or was it Dick who picked him? Because I know at this time, Dick is actually taking in as was Batman. Was it a Dick pick or was it Batman? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was it. You had the two words in the sentence, and they did just did Dick to come. pick him? <laughs> dick, uh, pick I don't. Him. I don't remember who did. So I thought it was Bruce Wayne because um, he was like scoping him out yeah. in Africa. Because yeah, because Dick is Dick. <sighs> Richard Richard Grayson, Grayson is in Gotham taking over as Batman at that point, and he's working with Damien. So if you guys didn't read it at this point he as dick grayson he's actually wearing the batman suit but the thing is when batman came back as incorporated i remember one of the artists they said they want to bring back the yellow um symbol in the middle of his chest and actually have a whole gray suit no underwear you know so it was pretty I, th- cool. I, th- I always thought it was funny that like when you look at the pictures of dick grayson dick pic? when you look at the dick pics <laughs> of him and him in the suit oh, uh, right he it never quite even like when even in his action shots it didn't fit him right. Mm-mm. It always looked like they didn't get it sewn up. It always, yeah, it looked thin. His jawline was always super thin. Compared. Well, but he was he was he always had the gymnast body yeah. that that Bruce Wayne didn't necessarily have. But I actually I mean I, I didn't read all of them because I didn't have you know a billion dollars to buy every single bat title. You I to, did like, set like twenty dollars every week. You know, oh no, more than that. Whatever. Shut up. Get the point. I did actually really enjoy the. The way, because because Dick Grayson was always the he was the boy wonder he was he was the quick wit he was the one liners to Bruce Wayne's you know Bruce Stern. Wayne is thinking and then and you know and then there's there's Dick Grayson you know like flipping around behind him and I liked that they Dick reversed. exactly Dick Grayson <laughs> Batman Dick as Batman Bat Dick I like that I liked that Bat Dick was was he was kind of he was funny he was more lighthearted and then, and then Robin was more Robin serious. being Damien was like he's like no I am my father's son like kill them all but the kill one, them all the one comic thing out of Damien though was how he renamed that cow to Bat Cow and now mm-hmm. he makes cameos in every other comic or something like that so it's kind of a funny thing too how about you Drew? Um, what did you call that? The Bat Family? Or did you just call that like bat the, fam- the agents of the? You know, I call it Bat Family. Okay. I have it Bat Family slash Batman Incorporated. He pretty okay. much adopts everybody. It's true. 
Well, he's Funds like everybody. He's like yeah, he's like me. He's like me in rescue animals. Yeah, just, a, just I just don't fight crime with mine yet. Yeah. Uh, I would say the one I was kind of excited about was Night Runner from France. Yeah, I, I think not I a super powered guy. Blue eyes not or anything. Like uh, yes, he his big thing is he's a parkour guy. Yeah. Parkour. So he just jumps around. I think the first time we see him, there's like a zombie thing happening in Paris. Um, yeah. It's been a while since I read that title. Don't look at me. I have no idea. I know. I'm like, well, you're the comic guy, but I'm the comic guy. But I have a hard. It time. was just a few issues um, when they were introducing Batman Incorporated. I kind of like the look. I like the idea that it's parkour running through all the buildings in Paris or wherever he's in France. Um, but again, he didn't seem to have like a lot of gadgets like Batman has. He's just running. That's all. What would you say his suit kind of looks like? Because it's a, it's a blue suit. It's got the little Cobra hang, Commander hanging mm-hmm. things on his mask. Um, Sub Zero. Yes, yeah. He's got open gloves. Ninja. Pretty cool for yeah. fingerprints. Is he leaving fingerprints? Idiot. Fingerprint suit? Maybe he's just so quick they can't get. No, no, he burned his fingerprints what about, off. What about yeah, you? He's a career man. What about me? Who's your favorite bat? Family, or you can pick a, a country and we'll see who's there. If uh, there's somebody there. Did Canada have one? Canada does not. <laughs> Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, no. Argentina. <laughs> no. <laughs> Different continent. Uh, <laughs> Ireland. Scotland. Great Britain. How about that? Great. Jesus, what? Freaking Batman Incorporated. Why don't you, why don't you just they name don't it all off? No, don't go through the whole. Technically, hole. Red Robin is worldwide, so he can cover the places there you go. Isn't a Batman. I appreciate that. Red Robin, Red Hood are worldwide. Dude, that's such a hard job, though. Come on, now. Oh. Come on. Yeah, you just name like the the four countries the that they don't have. Four big countries. And then Red Robin's like, okay, well, I just got to do that. Yeah, it's cool. I'm the Red Hood. I'll kill all right, everybody. So we got Great Britain. Red Robin. Argentina. France. We had uh, the Dominican Republic of Congo. But that guy quit, so we don't have that anymore. Oh, uh, we got Hong Kong. Did he put his two weeks in? He did. And then <laughs> Luke Fox took over. Uh, Hong Kong, there was a guy in Japan who was killed. Now there's a new team in Japan. We got Australia. There was somebody in Russia. He's dead. Um, and then we got a father-son team in South Dakota. Why South Dakota? I don't know. Why do we have more bat teams in America? We sounds like we need to cover some other places. Well, most of them are in Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, maybe you know, yeah, I was gonna say Gotham is still like the the worst place to live in. So mm-hmm. when when we first brought up the idea of doing a Batman comic podcast, Drew asked me for ideas beyond like favorite writer and favorite artist. And you know what the one thing I said was, Batman does he deserve the hype? Mm. And I feel like this is kind of, I mean. It's the uh, so so the the whole like Batman Incorporated thing out of print on print. Shut up! I'm, as you're asking questions, no. I have to clarify. Gosh. As the filmic, <laughs> as the filmic, as to see the film. So so because he, here's here's the thing. So like, this example right here, like Batman Incorporated being all over the planet, like the I I would much rather read the Fifty State Initiative. Marvel like I'd rather read about those than read about these because these all sound very meh to me well it's not it's not a running story anymore right incorporated it's not running anymore mm-hmm. I was gonna say if they had this big end game where kind of like it was like in Final Crisis where Superman that, if, brings, if they brought them all together and did something like that'd be pretty cool but they didn't mm-hmm. so I mean it's whatever. I mean the thing about Batman is, is how many stories how many, how many how many stories can they tell 
Like they've got year zero, they've got year one, they've got zero year. Oh, zero year. They've got they Batman. Fin- they finished they've it. Got Batman Eternal. Saying things I don't care, Tom. Uh, they, they Female just, Thor. They just have Same so words. many. They just have so many titles. Like I, I feel like it's not. And again, it's not the quality that's in question, but it's the saturation. Like I don't want to read Batman purely from. I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. There's not a good jumping on point right now. Like the at least Marvel, when they when they start a new arc, even though it's like issue number twenty eight, they put a big number one, like Marvel now number one on an issue because it's like, hey, if you really want to, don't want to go back and spend, you know, eighty dollars on back issues, you can start here and you'll be okay. And I feel like I don't have that with Batman, and that's no fault of Batman. I feel like DC is beating a dead horse. With a batarang. A bat horse. A bat horse. Kaplow. Yeah. And bat dick is off in the distance. And I just have him Flopping around. <laughs> well, now they're having, what is that? Robin Rises? Or Omega yep. Robin Rises and starts and avenging the, Dark Knight Rising. Yeah, no, and that's stupid. And then there's, then there's Grayson, just uh, his own title, oh, yeah, which I don't Grayson. care. Don't care. Okay, literally... I think there's no care for it right now. I, 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 totally, I totally sympathize with that, just mainly because we can't see an end game with it. Where are you going to take us with this? Are you going to bring it back, or is this going to be a forever change? And is it even a change that we want? So, I mean, technically speaking, what hype are you talking about, though? Like Batman in general or just Batman the comics? Because Batman the comics, I'd say no. Yeah, no, Batman, Batman in general, yes, because they've made some really quality TV, video game, and movies out of him. But... I feel like in print, no. There's just there's too much. Like I feel like Batman needs to go away for a little while so that we can want Batman again. Well, even if it goes down to just one title, like every other hero has, like one title. Mm. And yes, I mean heroes are they they cross over all the time, but then they go away. Like you know how many characters right now don't have their own stories? Like they're just basically supporting oh, characters. True. Like there are a lot of characters. Like the. Doctor Strange. I think Incorporated Doctor tried doing that. Well, I mean, but like Doctor Strange, even right in Marvel, doesn't have his own his own story right now. He's 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 in Avengers. He's in the Illuminati. He's popping up in Original Sin, but he doesn't have his own title right now. I feel like Batman can go away for a little while just to just to develop hype again. Oh, I'd say is if we want to go back into a full circle, like how you're talking about with um, God is Dead, if they kind of did a really good end game short miniseries with Batman and just kind of that would be the end of it, and then start doing the one issue like a month that'd probably be great all right that's gonna wrap us up for comic talk about batman now on to the movies okay next (laughs) no we did the movies first we already did the movies god tom can we do the movies again this is why we don't invite you to podcasts anymore or to play mario kart or to play mario kart um you were way too drunk to play mario kart next episode crusaders assemble assemble we're all gonna get together talk about the bat all forms, any forms, some forms, some forms, free form, most forms, free form, abstract art, you know, however you like to look at Batman and the dick pics. <laughs> Bat dick, all of the dick pics. <laughs> That's gonna be a new hashtag for a while. So for the Capeless Crusaders, I am Drew McClintic at Drew JMC. This is Tom Pitbordersuit at Tall Dark Not Ugly. Curtis is sitting there on his computer. He's uh, actually up in this tower. He, he can't oh, right, my bad. He's in the watchtower. The watchtower. In the Hall of Justice. Mm-hmm. My name is David Barry at DR Barry. We are the Capeless Crusaders. A good night. <laughs>